Welcome to the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist@extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. So I'd just like to invite now the, the first um, prayer. That's John. Yeah, great. Welcome Reverend John Markon and we'll just uh, bow in prayer. Remember how they said, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? How can we praise God on this most awful day in the heritage of our Christian faith? And yet it's because of Christ's suffering and agony that we hear and are able to offer praise. Indeed, we dare not do other. So let us pray. We thank you, God, for your unconditional love for each one of us. Love that led Jesus to share our humanity and that led him to the agony of the cross. Thank you for all who love us, who care for us, and through whom we learn to love and to be loved. Grant us the grace to serve Christ as we care for our neighbours and our community and indeed for ourselves. We praise you for your healing presence within us and among us, leading us to wholeness. And we thank you for the ministries of love and mercy, of grace and goodwill, with which you have empowered us to fulfill within our churches and with the community groups that are represented among us all the wonders of your presence. We remember with gratitude your many gifts to us in creation, We remember the rich heritage of these islands. We pray for wisdom to those in authority among us within our churches and our communities, to those who bear leadership responsibilities in local and national government. We praise you for your church throughout the world. We thank you for all who serve Christ crucified and risen and seek in the power of the Holy Spirit to advance his kingdom. Living God, In unity of purpose and celebrating your truth and love, your gifts of grace and salvation, we delight in your presence among us. We remember with thanksgiving those who have gone before us, who've died in the faith of Christ. We rejoice with the faithful witness of your saints in every age, upon whose lives and witness and ministry we build our own. We pray that with them we may enter into the unending joy of your heavenly kingdom. We are humbled by the magnitude of your gifts to us, cleansing, refreshing, making all things new. For Christ is the living bread, food for the hungry, strength for the pilgrim and the laborer. So in praise we offer thanks for the beauty of these islands for the wild places in the bush, for the mountains, the coast, and the sea. We offer thanks and praise to God for this good land, for its trees and pastures, for its plentiful crops, for the skills that are learned to grow them. Our thanks for Marai and the cities we have built, for science and discoveries, for our life together, for Aotearoa, New Zealand. In the name of Christ crucified and risen, we offer 
our thanksgiving and our praise this Good Friday. Amen. Lord, we treasure your word. We treasure it. And we know it needs to be both in our heart and our mind. And so, Lord, we just pray it would do both today. Yeah, uh, quicken our minds and, and stir our hearts. And God, we just pray for Pastor Owen, Lord, as he brings it, that it would come out of his um, experience of knowing you, from his trials and from his victories, and Lord, just all the things that make up life. And we just pray he'd bring it forward in his own way, personality, and I just pray a blessing over all the churches as we listen under your word in Jesus' name today. Bless you this morning. Praise the Lord. Turn to someone you didn't come with and say, God bless you. Look them in the eye and say, God bless you. We need him to bless us, and he has blessed us. We're going to speak this morning naturally on Easter. The title is about the three gardens. And I was just thinking this morning, you know, on the dawning of that tragic day where Adam and Eve woke and, and they started journeying that day, looking forward to the evening of meeting with God as they had been doing for who knows how long, Adam having already named every critter on the earth that God had brought along and presented to him. And um, tragically, by the end of that day, the, the, the green leaves of the trees that became deciduous start to turn and fall to the ground. The lamb became the meal for the lion where before they had sat together. And I was just thinking how far we have fallen from that day. And that what brought today's celebration of Easter. And um, so when God created mankind, he created a beautiful garden, a place uh, and placed Adam in the midst of it. This garden was about fellowship and relationship where God and man could walk and talk in the cool of evening together to dream and imagine together, a place where God and man could delight in each other. And so the first garden, Eden, means the place of delight. Could we have the reading, please, of Genesis 2, 4 to 8, and verse 15? Thank you. Genesis 2, to f verses 4 to 8. This is the history of the heavens and earth when they were created, in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, before any plant of the field was in the earth, and before any herb of the field had grown. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth, and there was no man to till the ground. But a mist went up from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living, living being and life in the garden. The Lord, planted, Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden and there he put the man whom he had formed. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend it and to keep it. So God was so excited as he looked forward to the end of each day that he had created to fellowshipping with Adam and Eve, but this excitement turned to sadness as mankind fell in sin and death came and dwelt amongst us. The first garden became known as death in sin. The second garden is Gethsemane and it means wine press and oil, death for sin. It became the place of betrayal by a man called Judas. Could we have the second reading, please? Matthew 26, 36 to 49. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane. 
And he said to the disciples, Sit here while I, while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. And he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little bit further and he fell on his face and he prayed, saying, O my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping, and he said to Peter, What? Could you not watch with me for one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, a second time, he went away and he prayed, saying, O my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. And he came and found them sleeping again, for their eyes were heavy. So he left them and he went away again, and he prayed for a third time, saying the same words. He came, and then he came back to his disciples and he said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. And while he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude of swords, with swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now his betrayer had given them a sign, saying, Whoever I kiss, he is the one, seize him. Immediately he went up to Jesus and he said, Greetings, Rabbi, and he kissed him. Verse 39 is interesting when Jesus prayed, O Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will be done, but yours. And I think that's a very important prayer to pray ourselves, that his will be done, not ours. And John the Baptist summed up well. He said, I must decrease, he must increase. And that brings us to the third garden, the garden of the tomb, which was death to sin. So first of all, we had death and sin in Eden, death for sin, and now we're having death to sin. And we have the reading, please, of John 12, 23 to 28, and John chapter 19, verses 38 to 42. Thank you. John 12, 23 to 29. But Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, Unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and who he, who he who hates his life will find it. He who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honour. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and I will glorify it again. And John nineteen thirty-eight to 42. After this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly, for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took the body of Jesus. 
And Nicodemus, who at first came to Jesus by night, also came, bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds. Then they took the body of Jesus and bound it in strips of linen and with spices, as was the custom of Jews to bury him. Now in the place where he was crucified there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb in which no one had been laid. So there they laid Jesus because of the Jews' preparation day, for the tomb was nearby. So this was to become the place of new beginnings. The garden of the tomb was the end of the old, the fulfillment of the law. The sinner must die for their sin, it says. But God stepped in and took my place and our place. I don't know about you, but I've got a degree in sinning, probably a doctorate in sinning. I'm good at it. The temple well was torn from the top to the bottom as God stepped through in redemption for mankind. Could we have the reading of John 20, verses 11 to 17? Thank you. But Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head, and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabbani, which is to say, teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father and to my God and your God. Thank you very much. So the garden of the tomb became the place of the resurrection, defeating death, and it's summed up in the scripture, death, where is your sting? Jesus has defeated it and gave new life to whosoever will call upon his name. He gave them the right and the privilege to become the sons and the daughters of, his, of God, his father and our father. It's a new day, a new hope, a new way, a new life. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And if you will believe in me, he said, you will never die the second death. These clay tents or shells we live in will die. The Bible says that very clearly. And return to the ground they came from. But you who believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Savior of the world, will be clothed with a new and eternal body that lives forever in his presence, never to be separated again. Jesus said, the devil came to steal and kill, and that is so true. And he's done a very, and doing a very good job of that. But went on, Jesus went on to say, but I have come to give you life abundantly. So just like Adam and Eve, we have the same choice today. To choose to turn away and turn our back on the temptation of the enemy and embrace Jesus Christ and the resurrection life that is all wrapped up in him for those who love him and will believe him. Life is summed up in, if you take the letter of each, um, of each letter of the word, living in faith every day. Behold, all things have passed away. 
all things have become new. Um, God has no problem with that. We're the ones who have the trouble with it. He's wiped away our sin that you've told him about and confessed to him. It's cancelled. It is no more. But we tend to remember them, don't we, unfortunately. Okay? It's no longer I that lives, but Christ who lives in me. In closing, there are three significant trees mentioned in the scriptures. The tree of knowledge, man's ruin, the fall. The tree of the cross, man's redemption, Easter. That's what we're celebrating today. And thirdly, the tree of life, man's regeneration, from death to life, the resurrection. As Mary stood at the foot of the cross that tragic day, just put yourself in her shoes for a moment. I'm sure her heart ached in agony, and her mind raced back in time as she remembered 34 or 5 years earlier when Gabriel, God's messenger angel, had come to her and told her that she was chosen by God and would miraculously carry a baby boy in her womb, and she was to call his name Jesus. The shepherds at his birth, the events all associated with this one called Jesus, and as she watched him grow into a fine young man, he, as he was, his ministry brought joy to her heart as the sick were healed, captives were set free, the dead were raised, broken lives freed and, and from the clutches of the devil. And now standing there at the foot of the cross, maybe questioning within herself, what went wrong? How did it all come to this tragic event? Her hopes and her dreams were dashed to pieces. Uh, her imaginations were running wild. Then followed the horrible agonies of the next few days. Imagine that. What now? What next? Where to from here? This is the end. It's all wrong. Is this how it ends up? Something is not right. Think about it for the moment. Put it in your human terms. Maybe you've had tragedy in your life and you wonder how you're going to get through to sunset, let alone tomorrow. They were in that place. But Mary, Sunday's coming. The first new day of a new week is coming. It's all going to be put work out just fine. Better than you can imagine. Sunday did come, thank God. He is risen. He is risen. And we need to rise with him and live in that newness of life that he has given us. Could we have the last reading, please? Acts 1, 6 to 11. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Jesus ascends to heaven. Now when he had spoken these things while they watched, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? The same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. How we need to remember that. He is coming back, possibly sooner than we realize, maybe a little longer than that. And I want to encourage you today to believe what he said, apply it to your life, and live it out. 
Our town needs you to be salt and light. Salt is the silence influence. It's only noticed when it's absent. It's not noticed when it's present. And the other is, is the light is seen. Our town needs the light of Jesus. And you're it. The church's mandate, the follower of Jesus' mandate, is to reach your next-door neighbor and the person with the wonderful message of the cross. And I just encourage you to pray. Prayer is not easy for me. I find it difficult. I get a minus E in prayer, I guess. A triple A plus in sinning. But I just want to encourage you. There's a scripture that haunts me, rather, in John 6.44. It says, Jesus said, no one can come to me unless my Father draws him. And that's a dilemma. So who does he draw and who doesn't he draw? And the other thing is, perhaps to balance that aspect, is he has no pleasure in the death of anyone who dies outside of Christ. It grieves him. Which leads us with the mandate, the fields are white to harvest, Jesus said. And so let's join together with each other and with him and reach our town with the power of his love. God bless you this Easter. Wow, powerful. Thank you, Owen. We're going to pray again and uh, let's turn our thoughts to um, yeah, perhaps the community around us and just ask uh, Joyce to come forward. Bless you, ladies. Let us pray. Let us pray to God for confidence for the needs of our world, our country, our family and our churches. Lord, hear us. Lord, hear us. We pray for all who bear the cross of sickness, that the Lord's passion may be for them a source of comfort and hope. Lord, hear us. For all peoples who are afraid and disorientated because of the pandemic that has come into the world. Lord, hear us. We pray for the Prime Minister and those responsible for decision-making that they may be granted wisdom, energy and courage in this time of particular social need. Lord, hear us. Lord, hear our prayer. For all the doctors, nurses and other carers who at grave risk to their own safety are devoted to healing the sick. For law enforcement personnel, primary producers essential service workers, food truck drivers, rubbish collectors, postal employees, shop assistants, trolley collectors and cleaners, that their important work will keep our society functioning. Lord, hear us. Lord, hear our prayer. For all teachers, kindergarten and daycare workers, that they would be blessed as they prepare lessons and engaging activities for the children. Lord, hear us. Lord, hear us. For all the churches in Huntley, that members may encourage each other to be caring to those in need, open to new opportunities, to serve as Christ calls us. Lord, hear us. Lord, hear our prayer. For farming communities and towns, adjusting to new ways 
that they may find reserves of hope, tenacity and well-being and times of joy and laughter. Lord, hear us. Lord, hear our prayer. For poor and undeveloped countries, those in conflict, especially Myanmar, Syria, Bangladesh, that peace may result in respect and goodwill for all people. Lord, hear us. Lord, hear our prayer. And as Christ teaches us, we pray. And you can use any version that you like, but the joy of our praying together, I think, will be a blessing. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom and the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. And just as the music team come up, um, I'd like to just add one more prayer. Let's pray for the Easter camps up and down this country. Father, we just thank you now for those young people who have put their hand up and gone to be sitting under your word and having fun and worship together. And we just pray for the leaders and the leadership of every camp. We pray for safeties and that you protect life and health of every camp, Lord. And we just pray for mostly for salvation and changed lives and inspired, spirit-filled young people to lead us forward and join us again in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church.